Welcome to the Scripting Sales Podcast. I'm Ryan Paris, host of this show. And today we are going to be talking about some topics around influential books that have made an impact on my sales career and my sales methodologies and ideas. And then we're going to talk about a new book release I have coming out, my first one. So not a, the new book release that I have coming out very soon. But I think it's important to talk about some of the methodologies, the philosophies, the authors, the styles that have made an impact on me in the way that I operate my sales philosophies and the way I think about selling. You know, when you're early on in selling, you get you learn a lot through experience. And I would even argue that one could read no books on selling and still be an excellent salesperson. But what authors do and, the prof and as the profession of sales has grown, has done for the selling community is provided methods and theories and strategies and tactics and techniques that have accelerated learning education to get results much more quickly and in a variety of different ways and different marketplaces. So that's what I love about reading is finding someone else's results and uh, success and learning from them and applying it to my own methods. And so I have a couple of books here that I'd like to share with you because I think, you know, scripting is more than just, you know, a set of steps in some type of sales conversation, whatever the format may be. You know, there's a lot of theory and philosophy and ideas that go behind scripting and conversations. And so one of the books that has made a really big impact on me from the beginning is a book that I read early on, just generally about business called Good to Great by Jim Collins. It's a pretty widely known book if you haven't heard about it, but it really is about what some of the most successful companies have done to be successful. And the author is very clear about the fact that he found the successful companies and then just wrote a book about what all the successful companies did that were the same. So he didn't have an agenda and was trying to fulfill that. He was just simply seeking what made them successful. And I love that idea because it's kind of through nature uh, and through kind of observation to collect these thoughts and these models. And one of the models that uh, he identified was something called the flywheel effect. And this had to do with a continuous improvement process. So in this book, Good to Great, he talks about this four-step flywheel cycle where there's this continuous improvement of a business, right? And actually, I'll open it up to just give you the four pieces real quick. You know, it's, it's step forward, consistent with hedgehog concept, which is a different concept within the book, accumulation of visible results, people line up energized by results, flywheel builds momentum, and then it's back to step forward, consistent with hedgehog concept. And this continuous improvement has been around for a long time. There's a lot of other different types of books and uh, models around continuous improvement, you know, such as, uh, you know, I think it's called Kaizen. It's a, a Japanese model for continuous improvement. You know, this is kind of existing, has existed in business for quite some time, but this had an impact on me because, you know, this model around continuous improvement was right around when I started my career and began also began thinking about uh, beginning a business and anything that we do uh, has to be continuously improved upon. Otherwise we can become stagnant. 
you know, there's a quote out there that's a, that says something like, you know, if you're not thriving, you're dying. And I think that is an excellent mindset for business because you always have to be a cut above when you're dealing with competition and all the exterior factors that are at play that can threaten you. And so when we look at sales conversations and sales as a profession and as a uh, channel, you know, uh, we have to look at how much, you know, there's, there is to learn, you know, conversions aren't ever going to be 100% always for all of your metrics. And so that always provides the opportunity to learn how we could have adjusted, how we could have adapted and how we could have gotten better results. And so I think applying that to any type of model is imperative just as a baseline before you even think about what's within the model or the execution of that model. Another book that has had an influence on me, and this is actually after you know some training from my superiors early on, but was also kind of clarified and I guess gave me confidence in the way I was going about things was the challenger sale. And so this is one that has, I think, made an impact in the sales community as a whole uh, because it really paints a picture around the type of salespeople that are successful and, you know, throughout poor economies or good economies. And in this book, they talk about a few different types of salespeople They've classified through some larger studies and they classify them as the hard worker, the relationship builder, the lone wolf, the reactive problem solver and the challenger. And what I like about the challenger is it fits really well when you're dealing with outbound, when you're disrupting a marketplace or introducing a new idea, they don't always know that they have a problem or you could work really hard to try to meet their needs and their needs are already met or the relationships are great, but they don't have any budget or there's something like that that is always an impediment. But with the challenger sale, you are introducing new ideas and concepts and almost acting as an expert or consultant to provide recommendation and see how this new product or service can fit within. You know, it says here, challengers are assertive. They tend to press customers a little, both on their thinking and around things like pricing. And as many sales leaders will tell you, they don't reserve their challenger mentality for customers alone. They tend to push other folks throughout the company, not in an annoying or aggressive manner, mind you, um, that would be classified as a jerk but in a way that forces people to think about complex issues from a different perspective. I think that's such a brilliant line. And I think vindicated me a little bit in some of the things that I was going, uh, that I was going through when developing some of my theories or ideas uh, around cold calling and selling, you know, because within the H to H model that we've touched on, H to H is all about maximizing results while never losing trust with buyers. And that's a massive paradox. There's two ends of the spectrum. You have to be able to challenge and assert yourself, but you have to do it in a way like this says, that's not aggressive or being a jerk. And I love that example. It just really parallels what H to H is doing. Another one, and this is a wild one. Okay, if you ever read Seth Godin, I've read almost all of his books, but all marketers crossed out are liars tell stories. So I love this one because I think he is very bold in this to say that all marketers are liars. And he talks about that, you know, marketers are a specific type of liar. But what he does is he backs it up. I think that's kind of a hook to get you in, which, of course, you know, comes from a marketer. He talks about how 
marketers are really about being consistent in their story. They don't have to just tell facts and figures. They need to paint a picture and be creative about the way that they tell the story so that it attracts and brings people in. But the stories always have to be consistent, right? Now, what's interesting about this book is, you know, they, he talks, my favorite example was that George Rydell is a liar and it's the wine glass story. I don't know if you've read this, but he talks about how they, the, on Rydell's website, they say the delivery of a wine's message, basically they sell wine glasses, okay, upscale wine glasses. The delivery of a wine's message, its bouquet and taste depend on the form of the glass. It is the responsibility of the glass to convey the wine's message in the best manner to the human senses. So I love that. So it gets you to believe in the idea that, you know, a $200 bottle of wine will taste better served in a Rydell, Rydell, I'm not sure how to say it, glass. But he says when the proper tests are done scientifically, so double blind tests to eliminate any chance that the subject would know the shape of the glass, there's an absolutely, absolutely zero detectable difference between glasses. So a $1 glass and a $20 glass deliver precisely the same impact on the wine. None. So is he a BSer? Well, that's why you got to go read the book. I think it's really opens your mind up to what a marketer truly is there for. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's saying you're not supposed to tell inconsistent stories. If your story is inconsistent, then no one is going to buy your product because you are um, a liar that hurts the customer. But if you have the ability to tell a story in a way that is consistent with any type of facts or figures, but it's creative to draw customers in, well, that's what customers wanted to hear anyway. It's very bold, it's very bold. So uh, I would suggest that one, and it really opened me up to being more creative in my market writing and in scripting. It really had an impact because I had to think outside the box in the way that you write to resonate with someone without ever lying, without ever hurting trust with the prospect. And so there's that measure of high performance and keeping relationships positive. There's another book, couple more technique type books. And this is where we kind of get into some more of the cold calling is the million dollar rebuttal. I actually read this one in the last year. And what I really love about David Walter's book is he is so scientific about his process. You know, he has really studied and has gone to a granular scale with the way that he goes about his cold calling. And so he talks about the, the impact of cold calling, right? Like he, he would train people and they wouldn't get the same results, but he would notice that they, they wouldn't be doing all of the things that he told them to do because he had these really incredible conversion rates within his industry that he was successful at, but, and he would train others and they wouldn't get those results. But what he realized is all of the components weren't matching up. And that's what was important. And I took a lot from this into the way that we've developed H to H. He says, the truth is that cold calling only works when you have all the right components and they all come into alignment. And he goes in to talk about that, but there's different aspects within cold calling that you have to make sure are checked off. And we have a similar model, a similar idea that you can see within H to H. And these are all truths that people identify through their own uh, pioneering, right? Like I was saying in the beginning that you can really learn success 
through doing and documentation and then reviewing and improving upon that. And then other folks have been out there, other sales professionals and other contributors to the space have been out there doing the same thing and have come up with their own conclusions. And you can see the parallels. It's really fascinating in that way about sales. And we're all in this process of documenting the sales profession right now. A couple other books that I'll mention quickly, I won't get too far into. Uh, one is Sales Truth by uh, Mike Weinberg, and he also wrote Sales Management Simplified. Uh, these ones had more of an impact around, I think, you know, he, he, I like I like Mike Weinberg because he's more about principles in selling. And I, I think that's so important to talk about because everyone's all about what's the next guru trick and technique because it's an easy win, but it's not the big decisions that make lasting impact for the masses uh, that people are always talking about. You know, no one's trying to learn what the best sales management principles are. They want to know what the best subject line for a cold email is to get their open rate higher. So that's what I really like about him is he slows down and he looks at things from a bigger picture perspective a lot of times. And so one of the ideas here that kind of backs you know, the outbound versus inbound approach that we take at H to H and at superhuman is that waiting for opportunities puts you in a competitive disadvantage in a weak position. See when he says, and this is kind of the inbound, right? Inbound is great. It's amazing. But he kind of calls this, oh, I forget. I don't know. I don't know if I have the word here in front of me. Um, oh, appointments set for us by the BDR should be viewed the same way we view social security portion of our retirement income as gravy. We better not be counting to live off of it. So I love that perspective because the salesperson's perspective has to be forward thinking. Anything that comes to us, we just have to be extremely grateful for and not expect it. It's a gift. And we have to go out and find and hunt. And within that process, we are going to get ahead of the curve because we are finding new opportunity before the opportunity finds competitors. I love that mentality. And so, so Mike Weinberg gives some of that perspective and also with sales management simplified talks about how, uh, a great sales culture, uh, makes a, a massive impact on the performance of a team. And he actually quotes a company based in Philadelphia, not mine, I wish, but I love that because that's where I live and I love the working hardworking nature of the people around here. And so he quotes how this high performing sales culture was all about maximizing their performance and driving performance and having a, a positive culture around that. And there was no room for excuses. There was no room for, uh, you know, negative speak about other people. And that was essentially eliminated enabling, you know, their team to have greater and greater success. And he was brought in as a consultant and was actually kind of not humiliated, but, was confused as to why they would want to bring him in if they were all hitting their goals. And I just love that mentality of just consistently driving forward. So these are just some of the, the books that have had an impact on me. I could go for ages on this, but I think there's bits and pieces that have influenced the way that we run superhuman prospecting and the way that we think about cold calling as well and how it's impacted all the way down to the script and conversation level. Also, can't forget Sales EQ and Fanatical Prospecting, just great books. So I won't get into them, but I had to give a shout out to Jeb Blount there. 
then let's let's start to transition. So I've talked about some general sales books, and these have all had an impact to me. I recommend them all. And there's many books. I have a whole stack of books I haven't read yet. So I'm still in the process of learning, finding time, always open to that. But as we transition, I want to start talking about cold call scripting specifically. Now, sales presentation scripting and discovery work, you know, this is all stuff that we are going to cover later down the road. But we're on this topic of cold calling right now, since this is the easiest thing for me to talk about. It's my passion. It's what superhuman prospecting is all about. And it's what this H to H cold calling method book is all about too. So before I get into that, there's a few books that I mentioned early on in the podcast. I'm just going to bring back up that I think are very helpful. You know, when I did my search for cold calling, I tried to look for within reason, as many books as possible around the topic of cold calling. And I really just couldn't find a ton. I really couldn't. And there's maybe 10 to 20 books that I think are kind of within this space right now on cold calling specifically. You know, I have uh, Power Phone Scripts. I have uh, Smart Calling by Art S. I'm not going to say his last name, so I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, cold Calling Techniques That Really Work. Scott Chanel, The Seven Steps to Sales Scripts for B2B Appointment Setting and Sell the Meeting by Scott Chanel. Uh, and, you know, even Fanatical Prospecting covers it. And there's a few others, right? The Million Dollar Rebuttal. One of the things that I've noticed about these is that they've really helped with technique in converting, right? Within your own industry, you adapt to your industry, you adapt to your market, and you're going to get some nice techniques. You're going to learn about questions. You're going to learn about ledge statements or bridge statements. You're going to talk, you're going to learn about objections and responses. You know, objections by Jeb Blunt is a great uh, book as well that I'm actually just finishing. But all of these have a lot of techniques. They have they have ideas and ways to go about different parts of the conversation. And some of them even give structure. They give components. They give bullets. But one thing that I noticed and the reason why I decided to write the book, which is coming out in a couple months on the H to H cold calling method, is because I had never seen, I've never seen a published fully comprehensive cold calling method on the marketplace that many industries I'll, I'll also note can learn from and use within their own space. And to me, that gap was one that I saw very early on. And when starting superhuman wanted to figure out this gap within the cold call profession, so many cold callers out there and growing folks that are passionate, that want to pursue this, that are, that have been in the, the space for a long time. Um, these folks all need the confidence, the data, the ideas to use as a building block to then go deeper within their own industry to maximize their success. There's such a blue ocean for cold calling in the 21st century. And that's the reason why the H to H book began to develop. I had some success early on with a couple different industries. I saw that there was a similarity in how you talk to human beings from zero to one in the cold call process, in the sales process, zero relationship to one in the beginning of a relationship with rapport built and them knowing your name and your company. And so this began when 
I first wanted to be a consultant, but realized I just needed to expose myself to so many more industries and so many more different types of people in different titles, in different markets, in different uh, departments with different needs and different timelines to then begin to see how humans connect and then organize the way that we go about our calls based upon these groups of people that are in the market, especially within the B2B space. And I would say that's generally where this book kind of starts and stops generally. So there we are. We are seven years in a superhuman with million, a couple million calls made through the company, what, through dozens of sales reps making the calls and using the scripts as, the, as it's evolved. And we've documented it. And we wanted to put this on paper for salespeople, for sales managers, for sales leaders, for business owners to use as a tool and a stepping stone to have success more quickly. Cold calling is scary. There's a lot actually out there, a lot of content, videos, YouTube channels, great people that are helping cold callers and teams with mindset, with some structure, with technique, role plays, training to build the foundation of successful outbound cold call departments that can change the course of a company company's direction. And so this is just one more addition to that. It's a comprehensive method that doesn't just end with, with uh, kind of tactical uh, delivery, but actually begins in some of the things that I've already talked about, some principles around cold calling, some values. What are values with some of the stigmas that have been in place since the 80s when there were uh, a lot of boiler room scams, you know, that hurt a lot of customers, right? And that's why the SEC actually has a law against boiler rooms to ensure that, you know, there's some regulation around this type of selling. Yeah. So this is why the book exists to eliminate some of those stigmas, to build trust back in the marketplace, but still maximize performance. So the book talks about, and I'll tell you from the beginning that the book is about the purpose of a cold call and then drives in deeper from there. So if you don't have a, a value system and a purpose for a call, then when you get into situations with people and it can some kind sometimes feel abrasive or it can feel negative, which is why people don't like it. You know, you're calling a stranger and asking them to go to a next step with you um, on a product that you offer. It can be a very strange and awkward conversation. And so how do you, how do you have the right value systems? Because in the moment you can make you might say things that you don't mean, or you wish you could take back, or you might hurt a relationship without even realizing it by a kind of coincidental or incidental bait and switch technique that you didn't realize had a negative impact, you know? So this is exactly why the H to H cold calling method book exists is to provide that philosophy, that those strategies, and then drill down into different script frameworks. We actually have three different frameworks that we go into, right? So it starts philosophical and the problem with cold calling over the last 40 years, and it goes into some general solutions. Like, what do we do about this? We establish a value system. We establish 
a philosophy for calling and then we look at some strategies right some theories about the actual calls themselves and then go even deeper to a granular level granular level around the different structures based upon the markets that we're calling that can give us a better foot forward in the conversion rates that we have and then some examples by the industry so it's a fully comprehensive book around cold calling that's relevant being used today and continuously evolving as we get more information and we experience more conversations with with prospects so i'm excited for this book to come out and i wanted to mention that in this podcast because it is very related to the scripting topic and i'm sure we will talk about this more later in future episodes but i wanted to give you the little teaser and i hope that you see how other people are involved with this this is a massive push in this moment of time right now to advance the selling profession and give it not only credibility but efficacy and a ultimate goal of impacting people impacting businesses positively with the products and services that are out there that can deliver value and increase the standing of some other companies business. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. I'm excited to release the book. I'm excited to talk with you more about some of these topics. Please like subscribe, comment. I love this topic. If you have things to say, if you have suggestions, other books, let's go for it. I want to hear them. Thanks for joining. We'll talk to you next time.